on air and online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960 The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show. I, I liked you over there bopping your head, Richard. That was cool. Uh, welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. Uh, I am brian hanks today is hump day wednesday march the 29th in the year of the lord 2023 this is hour two of episode 831 if you missed the first hour well by golly you missed a really fun first hour we gave you uh updates of all the local sports we've got uh, my good friend richard clark sitting across from me man this is awesome not just on the spence automotive guest line <laughs> but sitting across from me right now uh he uh Join us for a big portion of the first hour. He's going to be with us for the next 30 minutes or so here in our second hour. You also missed uh, Lenore Community College Lancers head baseball coach Gary Smith as he was uh, getting us called up on everything. Uh, man, all the signings. Think about it. If I did my count right, he's got seven kids that have already signed to play at the next level. After that, That's fantastic. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. And that's one of the big things about having that program over there. And you heard what he said, too. He's got two or three others that are probably uh, going to do it, too. But, uh, man, I just – I'm excited about it, Rich. And, I mean, sincerely, I'm excited about it because you remember. You worked at the Free Press in those heady days of going to the World Series. You got there in, what, 05, 06? What year were you uh, there? 04, 05, something like 04. that. Well, then you probably remember the 04 World Series. They went to the World Series in 04, 05. Eight and I know 10. I remember one or two of them. So, yeah. yeah. And I tell you what, dude, I'm not necessarily saying it's going to happen this year, but it could happen this year. And he's building that program back to where uh, it's going to be a World Series contending team. And, Good luck to him. Oh, absolutely. He's just doing a great job. I don't know if you know his story or not. He, he was long time head baseball coach at New Bern High School. Retired. Did some stuff with college stuff. In fact, worked one year out at uh, Granger Stadium with Down East Wood Ducks. I think that was 2017. Decided he wanted to get back into it. Uh, and LCC said, said, listen, we're going to really rebuild our program back. They hire him. He's in his third year. And it has been, I, I can't tell you. I think he won 14 games, 15 games the first season. They won uh, 30 last year. And they're on pace to win probably 35 or 36 him. this year. So, And he's done it the right way, too. But anyway. This weekend, don't forget, at LCC, uh, doubleheader on Saturday against Fayetteville Tech beginning at noon, and then they'll be in Fayetteville for Sunday's game. So uh, thank you to uh, Coach Smith for joining us in our first hour. Coming up here in the second hour, Richard, like I said, uh, staying with us uh, up until the birthday game. And uh, just here in just a few moments, we're going to have uh, the voice of the ECU Pirates baseball team, Scott Scooter Rogers. Uh, several questions I have for him, and uh, we're going to try to figure out why can't they win games? I mean, they're so good, dude. They're number eight in the country, yep. but three and five on Tuesdays and Wednesdays in midweek games this year, Rich. <laughs> 16 and one in all the yeah, other go games. Figure. Go figure. It's crazy, but they travel to Houston this weekend uh, for to open up American Athletic Conference play. Then they host NC State next Tuesday. So uh, just lots of great stuff going on there. Tell you what, uh, let me think. I tell you what, we'll do this. We'll think a couple of sponsors and then we'll get him up here on the line with us. And let us, uh, let's give uh, Spence Automotive. You know Keith Spence. Yes. Uh, one, one of our favorite guys, Spence, Spence Automotive, is where I get my car service. It's where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lots. Spence Automotive. 
is owned by our good friend, local sports writing legend, Keith Spence. It's open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011 the next time you need your car service or when you need new tires. Tell him the Brian Hanks show sent you. And then I tell you what... Uh, ah, thank you to the Kinston police department. They are looking Richard. Have you ever wanted to be a police officer? I can't even get it out without laughing, but was there ever a point in your life where you were like, you know what? I'd like to be a police officer. Uh, not my call in life, but um, <laughs> I applaud people that, that are willing to do it. There you go. Uh, well, they are actively looking for police officers right now. And, uh, if that's something you've wanted to do, uh, you, we had the sheriff on here a couple weeks ago, our new sheriff. And, uh, that's where he started was a Kinston police department uh, so so many great people that's where they've began if you if that's something that you would like to do you need to give sergeant moody a call at 252-939-3208 again that's the kenston police department sergeant moody he will hook you up now it's not one of those things i actually had somebody ask me this you don't just go and walk into the police department and say uh, hey i want to be a police officer and like you know fill out the paperwork and then two days later you're a police officer that just doesn't happen dude you got to go to basic law enforcement training you've got uh to sign a contract there's all this stuff you it's actually a minute or two before you become one but listen give sergeant moody a call at 252-939-3208 and he will hook you up i've got scott scooter rogers who's a young man hey scooter you ever want to be a cop uh, I've never given it a thought. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's what my co-host right now today, uh, Richard Clark said too. He, uh, uh, well, how was it you put it, Rich? Not my calling in life. <laughs> not your calling in life. There I, you I go. was told I'd be good undercover, but no, I'm not trying to do that. Dude, I could see you being a Miami Vice type guy, you know? Yeah. yeah. We yeah. see. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I, listen, on the line with us right now, the voice of the ECU Pirates baseball team, Scott Scooter Rogers, uh, joining us here for a few minutes, and I appreciate him taking time out of his schedule to join us. And, man, what a great start that the uh, Pirates are off to, Scooter. I mean, they are 19-6 and six overall. I've seen them number eight in one national poll, one, number nine in another national poll. But I got to tell you, man, and, and I was there at the game last night. Obviously, I saw you last night. What in the world is going on with these midweek games, Scooter? Yeah, it's been it's been a frustrating uh, year in, in midweek games, uh, specifically games against those in-state opponents like UNCW. What we saw last night, Campbell, uh, Duke is another one, and and I don't think it's necessarily that you know we're playing bad. I mean, obviously we're not getting our our best stuff in those midweek games, but you're playing quality opponents, and I think that has a lot to do with it, and. Uh, that that shows how good competition that this schedule has on it this year, and and another great example of of why we always play a tough schedule. And how much of it is too, and you know us being familiar here in Kenston with when Kenston basketball walks out on the court, you, you know everybody guns for them. I mean, it doesn't matter who they play in Eastern North Carolina or all over the state or all over the country. Kenston has that reputation of they've got that target on their chest. ECU has sort of worked up their their schedule and their reputation of listen when when Campbell plays ECU that's the biggest game of the year for them when UNC Wilmington plays ECU that's the biggest or one of the biggest games of the year for them too that's that factors into this too doesn't it yeah it does and uh you know I saw it a couple weeks ago but 
you know, East Carolina, instead of being the hunter, now has become the hunted in baseball. And I think that's a great example to put the way that these in-state opponents treat that game now. And, you know, Coach Gowan kind of said it best last night. He said UNCW was was ready to play last night, and, and East Carolina wasn't. And that made him obviously very upset. Um, but that right there shows that, that these in-state opponents know how good East Carolina is now and why we are the hunted and not the hunter anymore. Well, I love the quote that he had. And again, that voice you listen to, you know it if you listen to uh, ECU baseball games. We've got him right here on the Brian Hanks Show this morning. Scott Scooter Rogers joining us from uh, ECU. But what I like best out of last night, and, I, and yes, I enjoyed him saying it, Scooter, was that uh, UNCW was the and this isn't direct quote, but it's pretty close. UNCW was the better team last night, and he was not one bit happy about it at all, was he? No, I think the exact quote was that it made him want to throw up yep. last night. That uh, <laughs> that they were ready, that they were more ready to play that game. But uh, I mean, you got to give UNCW credit. That's a really good team, and they they have been playing some really good baseball, especially since. They played East Carolina just a couple of weeks ago down in Wilmington, and that's the team that's in second place right now in the CAA in a very good CAA league this year. And that's a that's a that's not a, a bad loss in terms of opponents. Uh, you know, you look at our strength of schedule right now; it's, it's one of the best in the country, I believe. And it shows last night because UNCW is another quality program that we have played, but. It was frustrating last night just because it was a home game. You had already lost to UNCW once this year, and in it, with it being a rival program, you know it's always fun when these two programs get together, especially in in baseball and basketball. And you know it's, it's one of those you don't like losing. And and now you just like Coach Godwin said post game last night on our radio broadcast. He said now for the next year you got to hear that. UNCW is better than East Carolina, and of course, no one wants to hear that. Absolutely, and, and he's even got a history having coached there too. So, you know, he's been on both sides of this rivalry, so he knows exactly uh, what they're going to say over there. Listen, I got to pull my my boy Richard into this. He's actually an ECU alum, Scooter. Okay, now, I mean, he spent what? That was about the best seven years of your life, right, Rich? Uh, it may have been more. <laughs> it may have been more. But he, when we were talking about this in the first hour, Scooter, he he had a, a little bit of uh, a piece of advice for uh, the ECU baseball team. What was that, Rich? Well, first off, I'd have a curfew on Monday and Tuesday <laughs> because then maybe there's still the specials downtown. Uh, and the other one is check the girlfriend's class schedules because <laughs> somebody, somebody must be off on Tuesday, Mondays or Tuesday nights uh, to, to make this happen every week. Uh, your or, retort or actually become a, a, a pattern. I love it. I love it. Your retort to that there, Scooter. Uh, I believe they actually do have a curfew. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, uh, you really don't have to worry about that much stuff. Coach, Coach Godwin has, a, I mean, he runs a tight ship over there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, probably, I know, uh, I don't know if many bars have those, have those Mondays and Tuesdays specials like they used to. Yeah, I know I don't some think they do. Those mug Monday nights. That was a that was a, that was a good night downtown from what I used to hear. Oh yeah. Well, Rich can tell you about him. Okay, I mean he's 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 got some stories, but I don't think we can do that on this FCC regulated station no, here. PG thirteen. 
There you go. The voice of the ECU Pirates baseball team. We're so proud to have him here on the show this morning, Scott Scooter Rogers. Uh, a big series. Well, I tell you, before we get to that, uh, let's talk about the the, uh, the season to this point. Yes, three and five in midweek games, but goodness gracious, alive, Scooter, sixteen and one in weekend games. And I tell you what, they have come to play, uh, and it to me that shows just. The, the great pitching that this team has. I mean, the one, two, and three for uh, ECU this year has just been amazing, and uh, it, it's shown on the weekends, hasn't it? It has, and, you know, the starting pitching this year has been unbelievable, especially Trey Savage and, and Josh Groves. Those two have been by far the best two starters on this club, and, you know, you look at their numbers, just, just from over the weekend. I mean, Trey Savage went into the seventh inning, uh, Josh Groves going a complete game with eight innings of work on Sunday with that being a rain-shortened game. But those two have, have really carried us on the weekend. And even you look at Carter Spivey, I mean, you take out his numbers, just take out the opening weekend game against George Washington with, with what happened with the rain out on Friday night because he was warmed up, ready to go, and then had to do the exact same routine, you know, 10, 12 hours later. You take out that start, and his numbers are, are are really good right now. And so overall, this starting rotation has been really good. And we've we've talked about it a lot on the on the broadcast this year about how when your starters are going, you know, six seven innings every game on the weekend, you know, you're only having to use two or three guys out of the bullpen a game, and and that helps so much in terms of that depth in the bullpen because. If your starter goes seven innings on every single Friday night and you only use one or two guys that game out of the bullpen, it gives you so much more to work with those final two games of a series. Absolutely. And uh, the thing that surprised me, we knew the pitching was going to be good, Scooter. I mean, you said that when you came on here uh, in the preseason, you had predicted that the pitching was going to be very solid. It was going to be one of the strengths of the team. As good as the pitching has been, it's been the strikeouts. I mean, it seems like every game these guys, Savage or Groves or one of them are setting career highs in strikeouts. And uh, I don't know if they're making Kentucky Fried Chicken uh, happy or KFC happy or if they're uh, depressing them. But uh, And I'll tell Rich this, if uh, ECU throws 10 strikeouts in a game, everybody in attendance gets a free uh, chicken leg. Nice. Okay? Nice. From uh, KFC. <laughs> So, I don't know. I guess it's a two-part question here, Scooter. How surprised are you by the number of strikeouts? And is is KFC upset, or are they happy about signing on for this? <laughs> well, I can't answer for KFC. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say the strikeouts is, is anything surprising because we have so many power guys on that pitching staff this year. But, you know, and, and you look at, you know, some of those games that there's been some, some high strikeouts, like, for example, down in Wilmington just a couple of weeks ago, the Pirates had double-digit strikeouts that game as a staff, but but lost the game. And so when you still have that, you know, that, that frustrates you a little bit because you had such a good pitching performance and you still gave up some runs in those games. But, you know, you look at, I think Trey Savage has now matched his career high in strikeouts three times this year. And the, the strikeouts is what's been really fun to watch, but at the end of the day, you know, it's about the runs on the school board. And this past weekend, you know, they did a very good job of, of not allowing many runs to go on that board from George Mason. And they've, they've pretty much done that in every weekend series in terms of the starters. And so hopefully that continues now that we head into conference play. 
Absolutely. Again, that voice you listen to Scott Scooter Rogers this morning here on the Brian Hank Show, the voice of the ECU Pirates baseball team. Big series this weekend, and I know the overall record for Houston may not be that impressive. They're twelve and thirteen with uh, with us going in there at nineteen. Us with ECU going in there at nineteen. I guess I work for y'all. I mean, I can I can say us, right? Yeah, absolutely. You're a fan now. You're a fan. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But, I uh, might object to that, though. <laughs> <laughs> but 19-6 and six overall ECU going into Houston 12-13. But a big series this weekend as you guys go in there to uh, to take on the Cougars. The first series in AAC. How important is it for ECU to set – I mean, to continue what they've been doing on the weekends, but to start the conference season out in, in the right way, Scooter? Yeah, it's very important. And Houston, you know, is a, is a better ball club than what their rapper, record represents. This was a team that was picked to finish second preseason in the American. Uh, you know, it's always tough whenever you play Houston. Todd Whitting has done a, a really good job in the many years that he's been at the helm of Houston. And going on the road is always tough anyway. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like you said, anytime you start conference play, you want to get out on a good note. So, I mean, you win the series or get a sweep this weekend that – that really sets the tone in, in conference play to uh, start the year. But uh, a big weekend in Houston. Not only with that, Houston Astros opening day is Thursday. And, of course, you got the, the Final Four this weekend as well in Houston. So it's going to be a, a busy weekend in H-Town. Are you going to try and you're going to be there all weekend for uh, the uh, ECU Pirates Sports Network. Uh, are you going to try to sneak into one of those? Or are you you're just going to be uh, ECU-centric the whole weekend? Uh, we fly in Thursday, and I am highly considering going to the Astros game on Thursday night. I really wanted to try and go to the Final Four, but we play Saturday night at 6 o'clock local time. So I think that is pretty much out of the question. But uh, hoping to get in the Minute Bay Park Thursday night to watch the Astros play the White Sox. Well, very good. Well, listen, uh, I know it's a crazy time. And then I, I can't get you off the line without talking about uh, the next home game for ECU will be against the Wolfies, the Wolfpack from NC State next Tuesday. And uh, you know State's going to be fired up for that. <sighs> Hopefully uh, we can get some uh, get the three-game sweep and be ready to put four, game, four wins together in a row uh, when they take on the Wolfpack on Tuesday, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, another big aspect of that game is you have the rivalry between the two programs. But, you know, a win over a, over a team like NC State would help East Carolina so much from an RPI standpoint just because, you know, no matter how good or bad NC State is, that, that RPI is going to be up there just because of them being in the ACC and the competition they play all season long. And so NC State, uh, another really good program that we'll see uh, – I think they lost two or three from Boston College this past weekend, uh, which Boston College having a really good year this year. But, you know, you you always got to watch out for NC State. Elliott Avent's always going to have them ready to play. But uh, it's going to be a fun night next weekend, and or next week, I should say, at Clark or Clare Stadium. And a big week next week. You know, if you really want to look ahead, you got NC State on Tuesday night, and then you have UCF coming yep, in. Yep next weekend on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series because of Easter Sunday. But that's going to be another big series just because UCF right now, the second best team in this conference and uh, glad to have that series at home just because that's going to be a huge conference series in week two. Well, there you go. Well, listen, Scott Scooter Rogers, the voice of the ECU Pirates baseball team. will be listening to you all weekend from Houston. 
thank you so much for joining us here this morning and uh i'll, I'll see you next week okay awesome thank you brian go pirates <laughs> go pirates indeed that's scott scooter rogers from uh, ecu and like you said rich and uh, richard clark uh, joins by the way dude you got some love here i've got to tell you this dude how about a, a guy named Forrest Dawson? Do you know who that is? I do not. That's John Dawson's dad. <laughs> he messaged in and said, enjoying the show today, Richard is the man. And I am saying, duh, D-A, man, M-A-N. There you go, dude. <laughs> Shout out to John's dad. <laughs> there you go. How about that, man? That's awesome. But, uh, dude, you have said it. Uh, listen, the ECU baseball program, I mean, of all the uh, the big three, and I, heck, I'd even say big four with the women's basketball program with the success they had this year too. Still, ECU baseball has been the the uh, the torch holder of uh, of all the big the programs. Torch holder, quite yeah. honestly, yeah. And they've won for years. I mean, yes. this isn't something nah, that, that goes, just started with Cliff goes back to Billy Overton. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. They've been doing that for quite a while there. Well, who, by the way, I think I'm going to get. I say hey to them every game that I do. I'm a, not that I'm intimidated by many people, Rich, but he kind of intimidates. I mean, he's the nicest guy in the world. He's got the big old bushy eyebrows. I mean, he's he, you know he's an old guy, man. Oh, yeah. And and his dude, he has absolutely forgotten more about baseball than I'll ever know. And he's probably the, he's the one that kind of started the whole ball rolling. Um, Still the winningest coach in yeah. ECU baseball I, history. I was I had three roommates. It's the last time I actually lived with guys. Uh, that played on the baseball team uh, back in those days. And, um, you know, so, yeah, he he kind of got the thing, the ball rolling on that. And and they've got the best program at ECU. They just do. So, How pleased were you? And I, I should have talked about this when we were talking about ECU in the first hour uh, with the – Oh, the, I need the, a hat from the guy from him. That's what I need. I'll, I'll talk to him. You're talking <laughs> about Coach Godwin. Yeah, whoever. I'll pay yeah. for it. No, 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 whatever, no. We'll, we'll see yeah. what we can do. But – uh where was I going with that? Uh, oh, the, the basketball pro, the women's basketball program. Yes, we talked football. I feel like yeah, it's on made, their way. They back. made a tournament. Great job by them. Hopefully, they can sustain this. Well, they got, and you know how they became so successful there, Richard Clark. How recruiting a Maya well. Joiner recruiting locally. They got a Maya Joiner from uh, Farmville Central. Maya Maya Joiner. She was a freshman of the year in the AAC. Uh, I think when all is said and done, I mean, dude, she averaged a double-double, and you talk about tough. She is a tough player. Was recruited by State, was recruited by Carolina. She decided, you know what, I want to stay right here in my backyard. Mm -hmm. She was a top-five player in North Carolina, top 50 nationally, went to ECU, and looked at the success they had this year. Women's sports have come so far in our lifetime that it's not even funny, and Particularly women's basketball, uh, uh, the guys that are down at the rec center, the Woodman Center, think they could play with these girls. And I'm telling you right now, you could not. Uh, I know you think that, but you can't. These girls are good. I know. I know. They're good now. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, and especially, uh, well, they call her My My, Amaya Joyner, My My. I mean, just, I got, I called four or five uh, women's games this year. And I must I thought at the time, I was like, man, I'm seeing every one of her great games. That's not true. Dude, she had a couple of 20 rebound games, dude. <laughs> she is she's amazing and just a great job they've done there. Well, listen, what, well, I've got you here for about another 10 minutes or so. What are your choice? What do you want to talk about? We've got to get some NBA talk in. Dude. Yeah, NBA talk is fine yeah. by me. I mean, there's several storylines. Let's knock the NCAA tournament out of the way. Okay. Has this been the craziest in my, I know it has been in my lifetime. You and I are the same age. There's not been anything even remotely close to this NCAA tournament, has there? 
Uh, I don't think so. The play across the board has been fantastic. The the some of these games that Gonzaga UCLA game that the uh, Michigan State uh, who did they play that that game went was that Creighton or Xavier one of those. But these are these have been just fantastic basketball games back and forth. The level of play and then when you consider that all the top seeds are gone, uh, it just makes it even better. How about not just the top seeds, the top two seeds. The top three seeds, the top four seeds, the, the top seeds still remaining are two five seeds. Isn't and that right? Or I, I think that's why that's one of the reasons I get a little on the uh, downside of ECU basketball because really, no, I'm sorry, UConn's a four seed. So, yeah, yeah, you really only need two guys and you can make a run. Yeah, and to not be able to do that for thirty years or whatever it's been is is disappointing because you see it right now. San Diego State. How many of those kids are transfers? Yeah, or uh, uh, transfer portal. That's guys. right. Yep. That's right. And and so it's it's what UConn's done to get back on the map. I mean, it's it's good. It's good basketball. I've enjoyed watching it. Very good. Uh, I, let me get your prediction. We'll get this out of the way here. Uh, Final four. The first game of on uh, Saturday is San Diego State FAU, FAU, See? which. See, it's Florida Atlantic, right? Yep. Okay. See, I, I I had to pause for a see? second because I wasn't even a hundred percent sure what FAU stood for, and U is for university, right? Yeah. Ah, oh, well, you know that that that's my point. Somebody yeah. should take a FA jersey down to the athletic office at ECU in Greenville and say, "Hey, man, dude." But I think Schwartz is, and and I'm not yeah, trying maybe, to be a company maybe. man here. I'm not trying to be, but yeah, I'm telling absolutely. you, dude, I'm willing to give him the opportunity. I mean, it's his are. first year, yeah. dude. He's he's recruiting hard. You, you have here. to throw out the first year. Yeah, I, I firmly believe that. I believe even these guys that make these runs, like Hubert, that's not your guys. And so know. you know, is this real or is this Memorex? Well, there you go. San Diego State, FAU. Who you got? Uh, I like San Diego State. I have all along. I think okay. I picked them when we spoke before. You did. Uh, yes. Defensively, they're the best team in the, in the tournament. I have got to give you credit, and I'm sorry that I should have done this early on. You picked San Diego State to make it out of that bracket, and that was including yeah. Alabama. You picked San Diego they, State to beat Alabama. Alabama. They, they did. They drilled them. I mean, I, all I know is that that guy blocking shots for San Diego State, at what point did Alabama decide, <laughs> you know, we're just going to keep going in here and he's going to spike it into the bleachers? I mean, do something different. How much – and I can tell you I did. How much of a sigh of relief do you think happened in the country when Alabama got beat? And I mean that's and I'm not trying to be cruel, but I'm just saying with everything surrounding that program, I know I was one who's like, you know what? Good. I'm not sure that the powers that be that run the NCAA care one iota. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I know exactly. I, I don't what think mean. they care. But I think those that want to protect the integrity of it were kind of like, yeah, with where your thought process is coming that from. That kid, you said this last week and I've said it too. That kid should not have been playing. He nope. shouldn't have been. Not until that's straightened out. Exactly. And God knows that would take forever. Uh, on the other side of the bracket, um, how about Miami, the lone ACC team, or I mean the lone Power 5 conference team in the Final Four. Miami makes it there. Jim Laranega, I know you've spoken about him before. Good coach. Good, very good coach. Taking on UConn, who has just blazed. They've not had a close game in this tournament yet. And, and you know, it's funny to see it. Um you know, with all the talk of the change in the way basketball played, UConn's a big team. They are a big team. I, I don't remember, know the numbers off the top of my head, but they pounded 
whoever they played on the glass and by like beat them by like twenty. Um, so they're, they're, they've not, their closest game has been fifteen yeah, points, and that was in the second round. They're playing the best right now. If that matters at all, I, I don't know. Uh, sometimes you see in these college tournaments where they take a whole week to get to the next game, the team comes out and lays an egg. So. Um, but right now, I think they're playing the best. I agree with that. Miami, UConn, who you got? Well, I'm going to take Miami just because they're from our little neck of the world. Yeah. But I think UConn is the best team left um, after seeing what I've seen so far. Well, there you go. So your championship would be an all-Florida matchup, FA, the battle for Florida. No, I got San Diego State. Oh, no, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, you did. You did. You said San Diego yeah, State. So San, San Diego State. State versus Miami. Wouldn't that be something? Dude. If I had, and I said this with Panicelli on the show on Monday, and I mean this sincerely, Rich, if I had told you it's a random Tuesday night in December and San Diego State is taking on FAU, let's go back to that Final Four, would you even watch it? San Diego State versus, I don't know. You're, you know what, yeah. the, you're I'm the a, wrong I'm a person bad to case ask. Study for that. I was about yeah. to say, yeah, you're a bad person. Okay, Brian wouldn't be tuning into right. that. And even San Diego State versus Miami, potentially a national championship game, would I tune into that in December? Well, Probably that, not, dude. The only reason I even knew about San Diego State is because I watched them play New Mexico State in their conference tournament because it was between NBA games. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, wow, they're pretty athletic. Yeah. You know, because I hadn't watched anybody before that. So, you know, here we are. Two five seeds. That's what you got. Two five seeds playing for the <laughs> national championship. Who you got there? San Diego State, Miami. I, I like San Diego State. I'm going to stick with them. Wow. That's amazing. Do you know there? This is the first year in like thirteen years that a twelve seed didn't beat a five seed. Wow! And that's been in San of Diego all, State all and Miami of all the upsets. Yeah. And San Diego State and Miami both five seeds. Well, you're you're a who's San Diego State's all time assist leader in basketball? San Diego State. Oh gosh, I know yeah, I should you, know. I, you I, know I, this. I don't tell me. Uh, you know this. Oh God, I'm gonna be so mad at myself. <laughs> it's not Jason Kidd. No, Tony Gwynn. Wait, what? Yeah. Tony Gwynn is their all-time leading assist. Yes. Tony Gwynn, the baseball player. Is their all-time assist leader? Yep. I, okay, no. I, I would. If you'd have given me multiple choice, I probably would have picked it just because that's so bizarre and out there. Yeah. But there's no way. I, if my life was on the line, I'd be dead right yeah, now. I would Tony not Gwynn. have guessed that. Tony Gwynn. Well, one he was a last, great athlete. One of the last great pure hitters in, to play. Might be the well, Mike Trout's probably it. Well, Mike Trout strikes nah, out a not, lot. Yeah, you're like, right. Not like Tony Gwynn. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, dude, we've got we, we've got to get some NBA talking here, dude. And well, uh, I can give you a short thing since we got a week or week and a half, two weeks left. There's a couple storylines to watch that okay. are pretty good. Um, the potential Clippers Suns first round matchup that that could be really something with Durant coming back because mm -hmm. they're on collision course right now. When, is, when are they scheduling him to come back? Because I don't know. Tonight, supposedly, but wow. you know how that goes. Okay. You know how that Who are goes. they playing tonight? Uh, the Timberwolves, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I might be wrong on that, though. Um, the other one is the play-in play game in the West could end up being the Lakers, the Mavericks, the Warriors, and the Pelicans. Now, who would have picked that at the beginning of oh, the year? Nobody would have. Okay, I need your help. I had Junius on yesterday, and I knew I had you coming on today, mm -hmm. so I didn't even try to look it up or research or anything. For, tell everybody what the plan – now, the top six seeds in both, I know they're in, they're, they're in the playoffs. What is the deal between 7, 8, 9, and 10 in both conferences? They do a sort of half-hearted round robin where the, the 7 seed plays the 10 and the winner advances and the 8, what, 8, 9 play and they advance. Okay. Both of those teams get in if they win a game, but 
the winner is the seven seed. So okay. depending on where you come or, or where you land, your matchup. So. Do you like that? Whatever. I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Um, those teams are probably going to be gone soon anyway. So, But in this particular instance, you're going to end up with some star power. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Brandon's playing really well right now. You're going to end up with LeBron and AD on one side and Steph Curry and that whole program on the other side and potentially Kyrie and Luka. Now, right now, they're a half game behind OKC, but, um, you know, that, that that's some serious star power in a play-in tournament. Dude, and this is what I uh, said before you actually came on the air. I, dude, the game started at 10 o'clock last night, the uh, Warriors and the Pelicans. I'm like, you know what? I got to watch at least the first quarter. I got sucked into it, watched it till halftime, and I, I had to write down here. They were up at halftime, 63 to 46, the Pelicans were, up by 17 in Golden State last night. I'm like, I'm going to bed. They're going to win this game. That's a kiss of death. <laughs> no joke. I woke up this morning. And they had lost by 11. How are you leading by 17 at halftime, Richard Clark? And you lose the game by 11. I had to double check and triple check. I'm like, I know what I watched last night. Yeah. You know I mean? Did you, I know, you, did Dude, you get a chance to watch I, that I last night? I watched a little bit of it. Um, what, second half, first half? Uh, the first half. Then the, you feel like I yeah, do this. It's the NBA now, though. The runs that they can go on now is, is pretty crazy. Uh, with the shooting nowadays and... Uh, it, it's it's pretty insane. I, dude, I was blown away. Like I said, I mean, even if they lost by a point or two, that's okay. Dude, they ended up being outscored by 28 points in the second half, 74 to 46. Like you said, I got we got to brag on Brandon again. Uh, just it's a great game for him. Uh, 26, yeah. 8, and 7. Yeah, he's, he's doing pretty well. <laughs> I think but right I now. I want to say this. The scoring is a little off this year, so it's hard to say. You know, 25 at one point a game was – considered really good i don't know that that's still true Mm -hmm. uh we need to see how this plays out over the next few years it's sort of like that 300 yard marker for a quarterback in the nfl hell you could throw for 250 right now well no i you know i don't believe that really no i the nfl man a quarterback in the nfl is the hardest job in sports period okay if it wasn't they'd be better at scouting for it yeah and you go back and you look at those drafts and you go whoo Dude, just the draft misses. as of just five years ago, the 2018 draft that had uh, huge misses. What the Panthers had the number one and number three draft picks on their team, and both of them have washed out. And, and then we're not talking about 2012 draft; we're no. talking the 2018 draft. And, and you can see this quarterback class coming out now that there is some just like that Richardson kid that has Jamarcus Russell written all over it. Now he's a, he's as talented as Cam Newton <sighs> physically and okay. all that. But he hasn't played very much. He's played, I think, eleven games at quarterback in yeah. college. Uh, he has. He did not look good during the year. So, and they're talking about he's going to be a pretty high pick, if not number one. And uh, the Alabama kid, uh, Bryce that's who Young. I'm taking. But but you he's know. five. He's he's your height. He's like what five seven, five I eight. I know. I, I'm going to let all that go. Because <laughs> I got breakfast for you yeah, right I'm here, gonna right? i let all that go. Uh, but, dude, but he's seriously, he's 5'11". Uh, he, the rumors that I've heard, and I know you, you hear the same sources I do, that, you know, they're worried about his weight. So it seems like he put on 10 or 15 pounds yeah, to gain some weight. Pounds, yeah, and But you know he's probably 5'11", 190, which, you know. He's probably more like 185. That really? is little. I mean, it's little. I mean, it is what it is in the NFL, but what are you going to do? I think he's the best quarterback. Do you? I do. 
And if I had a bullet to my a gun to my head, I'm taking him. So, <sighs> I know. We're, what were, we're the Panthers it. thinking? No, no, no. What were, no. We've got a couple more years. What were the Panthers thinking? Trade All up? I can say is they must have, they must know what they want to do, and they're just not saying it. Oh, you hope. I I hope, but you know, why would you trade up if you don't know? Yeah, because uh, it's a pretty iffy class. There's some major red flags with all those quarterbacks, and there's no other reason to move up to number one unless you're taking a quarterback. Oh, they're definitely taking. You're you're not giving all that up right. to pick up an offensive tackle. No, you know, uh-uh. I mean, they're they're not Absolutely. doing that for sure. Uh, Richard Clark here uh, as we're wrapping up uh, your Cowboys, and I'm not being mocking or anything. I mean, I really thought. Going into the playoffs, I if I remember, I had you going to the Super Bowl. I really thought, and I, I thought it would probably come down to you and the Eagles, which, you know. Sort of did. Yeah, it sort of did. I just don't get it. I mean, you guys have an owner who really cares. I mean, that's the difference between you guys and, like, Washington and some of these other franchises. I, I know you pick on him sometimes, but listen, Jerry Jones cares. I mean, he really does, and he yeah, wants the no, best no. for. I mean, he he's, probably, just, he's just a poor decision maker. Yeah. However, I will say this: I'm wondering if in cowboy world, if there's not a Fidel Castro puppet dictator thing going on, and he's in the hospital because this off season, they've done everything that I would do, and that has not <laughs> happened in 30 years. Honestly, we've had a fantastic. Off-season. You're the first person I've heard say this is a Fidel Castro. So. Uh, they prop Jerry up like weekend at Bernie's, or they found like remember the movie Dave, yeah. where they had uh, yeah. you know the uh, guy that looked just like the president. They've got a Jerry Jones lookalike. Because I don't know who's making decisions down there now, because they make sense, and yeah. and that hasn't happened in three decades. So we'll see what happens. But Dude, I, I like Dak. I'm, I'm I mean, ready. I'm not even no, from when no you guys were on uh, yeah. Hard Knocks. You and I, I would message you after every hard knocks, man. It's funny to me to hear the cowboy world come after Dak the way they did Romo. And I I just keep saying the same thing. Okay, great. Your plan is you want to get rid of Dak. What's next? Okay. Because this is the world the NFL is. Eh. (laughs) I don't know Lamar fan. No, no. I think Lamar is great. Um, Where's he end up? I don't know. Uh, Opening day 2023, I guess in September, whenever opening day is. I don't know because who's he playing for? I have no idea. You've got to give up a lot to get him. There's two picks and then pay him what he wants. And he's been hurt the last three years. That worries me. I'd have to really dig into the film and all that. And and I don't know enough about the Ravens to know one way or the other. But I think he should get paid. We're paying other quarterbacks Kirk Cousins money. Are you kidding me? Kirk Cousins, you don't. Why you would you open me? up that scab on me right now, Look, man? I, Dak takes ugh. a lot of hate, but he's a top twelve, top ten quarterback. You, you're not going to do any better unless you get really lucky and get one of the elite three or four. Mm-hmm. So what? What are you talking about? Shut up and try to build a team around him so you can win. He's not the problem. Yeah. So no, I agree with you, uh, and and a heck of a player too. And like I said, I, dude, and since I gave up uh, Washington. I am a lot more open. I do. I played fantasy football. I'd never had a Dallas player on my fantasy football team since 1995 until a couple of years ago. And I win what? I won four leagues because I had Dallas See, players. 
It is what it is. Man. Listen, <laughs> Richard Clark, uh, have we hit everything? I'm trying to. We were going to talk newspapers, man, and we just don't have time. We don't have because time I, we, we would need a solid ten minutes to get into that. But uh, but but from an NBA standpoint, there's some really good first round matchups brewing. Okay. Um, I don't know what further down the playoffs will look like, but if you care anything about wanting to see some high level basketball, watch the first round. You could get the Cavaliers and the Knicks. You could end up with the Sixers and the Heat. So these are these are heavy-duty first-round matchup. So, anyway, the we'll Knicks, leave on that I, note. No, 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 I love it. Listen, the Knicks, to me, have been one of the great stories in the NBA this year. I know the Sacramento Kings, we talked about just uh, nobody expecting anything out of the Kings no. this year. And I've got your predictions. How do you like? Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that probably on next week's show. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll look at it. look pretty bad at this point. Dude. Although Giannis is still the, Giannis oh, is yeah. the one. I will say you had Sacramento. Uh, the best that they could do was thirty and fifty-two. Wow, <laughs> dude! I'm not. Who guess, else said Sacramento put, was going to be? I guess I'll put the dunce hat on and go sit in the corner, dude. You don't have to. Uh, who's the other one? New York Knicks. I did want to look that oh, one. They're up. way better than I thought they'd be. You However, had you had their ceiling at forty and forty-two. Yeah, but they made two really good moves this year. Uh, the Josh Hart pickup was fantastic for the way they play, and Brunson has been really good and they had a resurgence in julius randall who didn't look happy last year yep. and all of a sudden he looks happy again well so. we're gonna hit those uh probably not next week because the season won't be over but two weeks from now rich thank you so much for coming oh in no thanks morning. for having me it's awesome let's eat some breakfast let's go get a quarter <laughs> zip okay sounds good uh we're gonna get john and jonathan in here to play the birthday game we'll come back we'll wrap up the show right after that it's hump day. It's Wednesday, March the 29th in the year of the Lord 2023. You know what time it is, John Dawson? Um, judging by the time the show's usually played, I'm going to say it's 27 minutes to nine. Something like that. Jonathan Massey, guess what? What? This is an all-female edition of the birthday game. All so, our birthdays here are females. Oh, good. They're I know it was your birthday. <laughs> you know what? I take that as a compliment. My birthday's in January. Thank you. <sighs> Which part of that was a compliment? <laughs> I don't know. John Dawson, you won yesterday. Not only did you win yesterday, you clinched the month already. The month of March is already done. You have clinched it at 12 days to 8. Even if you lose these last three days of March, it doesn't matter. You have clinched this month. What do you have to say for yourself? Uh, I would say that if I win any of these days, it should go towards my account for the next month. Jonathan Massey, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> as long as any days I win here go to my account for who sang it. Ah, oh. You know what? I, th I like the idea of why don't we do on Friday. Today is Wednesday, March 29th. Why don't we do uh, Friday, March 31st, since you've already clinched the month anyway. Why don't we go ahead and do a who sang it on Friday? What do you think? It's fine by me. It'll be less work for you. <laughs> it will be much less work for me. Jonathan Massey. It's fine by me. Okay. What have I got to lose? Not a doggone thing just who sang it yeah there you go okay uh john dawson as stated earlier you won yesterday you've clinched the month why don't you tell us about our title sponsor for the birthday game uh jacques pasilek runs goeco and goeco sponsors uh this segment of the show and goeco sponsors this segment of the show because office automation is hard to find much like this segment of the show one day it's played <laughs> at this time one day it's played here one day you might have to find it on telemundo but it is there. <laughs> Which I think would be more confusing to the people on Telemundo. Okay. Okay. But much like this segment of the show, whenever you do finally find it after searching and searching and searching, 
you'll be glad you found it because Coeco is a is a bastion of light in the darkness and wilderness that is office automation. You can't go into a Staples or Walmart and get office automation. If you go into Walmart and ask for office automation, they're going to call security because they don't know what that word means. You go down and see Jacques, he'll hook you right up. Back to you, Brian. That was beautiful. Look, there's a tear in my eye right now, man. Looking right at you, pal. Yeah, there you go. There you go. (laughs) Uh, But you know what? It's fine and good to talk about Gawiko Office Automation and Jock Passleg and all that. And, you know, that's nice and all. But if I wanted to get in touch with him, John Dawson, I don't know how to do it. How would I get in touch with Jock Passleg? He's pen pals with Jonathan Mack. Whoa, wait, what? Yeah, when uh, we were both in prison, we made a a pact. We would always write each other. Uh, or I, you can do what I do, which is uh, call him. And well, how do you do that? What's that number? Uh, you pick up the phone because you're not a Neanderthal, and you dial 252 252 Or if you are enlightened enough to be able to use a computer, you can go to his website. He so we has co- a website? He has two. What? <laughs> I forgot yeah. you hate that. <laughs> GoEcoNC.com or what is GoEco.com? There you go. That's the best way to do it. Again, this is the all-female edition. We've got five female birthdays here. Let's start with the first one. So for our non-female demographic, which apparently is everybody, according to Brian. Well, let me tell you, man. Uh, this this first one, she was counselor Deanna Troy on Star Trek The Next Generation and on four other Star Trek movies. I'm telling you, man, I, as a young teenage Brian Hanks in the 80s watching Star Trek The Next Generation, Fell in love with her. She was, like I said, she was counselor of Troy. Oh, this is the brunette. Oh yeah, I know you're talking about. She is. She is right down John Dawson Alley. Highly logical. Highly logical, indeed. Uh, Do you know her name though? I do not. Do you, John Dawson of Massey? (laughs) You don't even know Dawson of Massey. John Matt. Jonathan Massey. Yeah, I didn't change my name since last time. Yeah, there you go. No, I have Uh, no idea what her name is. Marina Sirtis. Yes. Marina Sirtis. Today is her birthday, John Dawson. Sounds Eastern European. 55. You say 55. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 56. She was born March 28th, 1955. She's 68 today. Let me tell you something. Saw a picture of her. She's still got her curveball, that fastball. She's lost a couple miles an hour off of it, but she's still zinging it in there about 96. That curveball goes 12 You know he's mistaking this for a, patch, a picture of uh, Patrick, uh, what's his name? Stewart. He's Patrick Stewart, yeah. Hey, whatever, man. Patrick Stewart's a doggone good-looking man, dude. I know you find men repugnant, John Dawson. I don't remi- I don't mind if you don't, though. <laughs> there you go. He's a good-looking man. What you got against Patrick Stewart? His flaming heterosexuality. <laughs> there you go. Marina Sirtis, who got that? Uh, you did, Jonathan Massey. Okay, it goes to you. She's a comedian and actress. She's right. You've been watching The Mandalorian, right, Jonathan? I had been. I haven't okay. watched this new season. Well, she's in The Mandalorian. She voices one of the uh, main Lee characters in uh, BoJack Horseman. She was in Strangers with Candy. She's been in a lot of stuff, but she's a comedian. Oh, Sedaris. Yeah. Amy Sedaris. Amy Sedaris. Her brother is uh, the writer of the um uh, Writes all the books and he's on the NPR all the time. They're both from Raleigh. Yeah, she went to. You're absolutely. She went to uh, Sanderson High School in Raleigh. If you ever want to laugh, look up uh, David Letterman. He did a he did one show where they just for some reason did the show at like three o'clock in the morning live. They take they recorded at three in the morning and Amy Sedaris was the guest and she was out on a camera. She was walking around like the 
I guess it was the adult store district of the village, and it was all these adult stores. She started reading what was for sale and stuff in Letterman, just had her and the chefs and this. He had his face in his hands. Okay. <laughs> funny. She is funny. Like I said, I love her character. She's the My friend Paul character. Dawson was in an episode of her show, uh, Strangers with Candy, on Comedy Central. What? Doing what? That's I two. Did. That's twice. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Doing what? He was just play, he was a it was a party and I think he was playing somebody who had too much punch. I don't remember the plot. It was twenty years ago. Okay, but Amy Sedaris uh, again, easy on the eyes. Yes, Amy Sedaris is a lovely lady. Lady, lady, uh, lady. How old is she today, though, John Dawson? No one. No, no, no. It's not your turn. It's Jonathan's turn. Amy Sedaris. He can go. It's fine. Yeah, I know because you have no idea who we're talking about, do you? Not really. Okay, Amy Sedaris. 63. You say 63, John Dawson? 62. Congratulations, John Dawson. She was born March 29th, 1961. She's 62 today. You tied up one to one. But you know what? He had no idea who Amy Sedaris was, okay? So for him to even get, you know, one year away from uh, Amy, from what her real age is, you got to give him. He gets nothing from me! <laughs> okay. Jonathan took his earphones off in, in anticipation of that. That was awesome. Okay, uh, it's one to one. It goes back to you, John Dawson. She's a former no world number one in tennis. She was uh, number one in tennis in the early 2000s. And I really, and I mean, I, she obviously was very successful, but uh, she just disappeared off the face of the earth after uh, that. Maria and, Sharapova. No, Steffi she was Graf. American. No, no, she was German. Yvonne You're, Lindell. <laughs> no. Jennifer Capriotti, Capriotti, remember her? Oh God, you get a plate of that at Sandpiper. You don't remember Jennifer Capriotti? That was when you were coming of age. She was uh, once again. Can I mention she was, you know, easy on the eyes. Was, yeah, yeah. Well, I think Sheriff Hover was around at that point. Now, that whole sport's just a big racket. That was good. Yeah. That's one of those we just begrudgingly went. Yeah, I mean, that was yeah. pretty good. That was good. You remember Jennifer Capriotti. I though. remember the name. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she was number one in the early 2000s, if that helps at all. So how old today is Jennifer Capriotti? Sandpiper. I just got that because it sounds like a seafood dish. Yeah, get a plate of calamari. Uh, no, Capriotti. Capriotti. Yeah. Uh, 48. You say 48. What do you say uh, over there, Massey? 40, 49. Direction, dude. You'd have got it just right on the nose, Jonathan Massey. I bet I've already lost the month, so it's okay, yeah. Brian. <laughs> she was born March 29th, 1976. So she's 47 today. So mm. congratulations, John Dawson. You take a two to one lead. You were just dominating this month. Man, again, we're for continuing our all female edition of the birthday game today. She was one of the world's most popular supermodels in the 1980s and 90s. She was a Sports Illustrated cover model for a record five times in the 80s and 90s she was she had a recurring role in friends uh she was on several friends episodes it's come on what are you gonna do know this amy campbell i don't know no i don't know l mcpherson oh uh, yeah l mcpherson was uh she was a sports illustrated cover model five times no one's been more than three mm. other than her so uh l mcpherson you know, Elizabeth Hurley could have done it for 25 years in a row. 
You know what? I think I got to agree. And could, what, still, you want be, an argument? And could, and could still be doing it. You want an argument? Is that what you're trying to do? Because I'm nah. not going to argue with you. Nah. I agree with you. I, I know for a fact Jonathan Massey will agree with you. Right, Jonathan Massey? Yep. Uh, L. McPherson, Jonathan Massey. How old is she today? 50, I don't know, 60. You say 60. What do you say, John Dawson? 59. And again, you get it right on the nose after Jonathan Massey sets it up for you. What were you going to say? If he hadn't said 60, what were you Well, my say? answer was, would have then been 59 because that's what I was going to say at first. Oh, well, I'm, not, I'm not talking to you, uh, or I'm <laughs> talking to John Dawson. Yeah, but his answer would have been affected by mine. I'm probably so. going to – I would have said 58 if okay. I'd had to go first. Okay. I love you, Jonathan. Here, you want to borrow? Oh, I'm not. I'm not going to say what I'm thinking because it would cause him so much work. But I would. I would. I, at this point, I would cuss so much the walls would peel. Jonathan, I love you, dude. You know this, right? You remember that? Remember that uh, quarter zip you gave me? Yeah. I'm turning it into toilet paper. What? The quarter zip that you got. The one oh, that says oh, yeah, Brian yeah. Hanks show. Just on. the one spot, though. <laughs> the logo. Dang. That's cold. Wow. Well, congratulations. You've won another day, John Dawson's three mm. to one. And uh, hey, we got a musical hint for the last one. She was a lead singer of this band. I know what boys like. I know you know this. Is this the waitresses? I, I can't think of her name, though. Patty Donahue. Patty Donahue. You know what they don't like? This music, this song. I love this song. You don't like, you really don't like this song. Kind of annoying. I, know, I thought we had talked know, about this before. It sounds like Fran Drescher singing in <laughs> I'm the nanny, I'm singing. <laughs> so we tell him we don't like it, so he turns it up. It's kind of the, yeah. I brought that up one day last week. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, her name is Patty Donahue. She died in 1996, so she's been passed away now for 27 years. But uh, she died of lung cancer. I, I went down a, a rabbit hole on her. I hadn't uh, I hadn't heard this song in a while, and I listen. This it's really the only song that they ever made. That they had I a Christmas like song, didn't they? Yes, they did. Look yeah. at you, dude. You want me to play it? What is it? I want. I know what Santa likes. Why can't I type? You just got your opposable thumbs a few weeks ago. I mean, it'd be so hard on yourself. Wow. <laughs> your fingers are overruling your brain at this point. Hold on. Here it is. No. Christmas wrapping. You're right. No. No. See, this one, I thought you liked it. I thought we had talked to it. I swear I, I thought we I like this. That other one's... This is Christmas Rapping from 1981. I know you've heard this before. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Johnson's <laughs> like, what? We're good. We're, we're totally good. I've, I've got one. something to, to fill in the. Oh, okay. You've heard this before, haven't you, Jonathan? Have we, have we not discussed my lifelong hatred of Christmas music? Yeah, that's Okay, it's going to get a minute to get to the course. She died in 1996. So how old today would Patty Donahue be today, uh, Jonathan uh, Dawson? Yeah. 
70. You say 70. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 68. She was born March 29th, 1956. She'd be 67, so you win it, but you don't win the day. Well, here we go. I like this song. Isn't it? Okay, there you go. So uh, you win today, uh, John Dawson, 3-2. to two. You now lead 13 days to 8. Uh, so uh, congratulations. Hey, local birthdays. Got to wish these guys uh, and lady a uh, happy birthday. Paul Novicki. Today is his birthday, John Jonathan Massey. Yeah. Uh, South Lenore legend. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, now South Lenore basketball coach. coach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so happy birthday to Paul Novicki. Still, in my 31 years of covering prep sports, the best play I've ever seen. Paul Novicki uh, did it. Hit the jumper. Hit a running jumper against Green Central in 2005. Yeah, it was pure luck. Whatever, man. To win the conference championship for South Lenore. Oh. He almost finished the thought. <laughs> almost. I love that song. Uh, and uh, still the greatest player I ever saw. Saw Jimmy Smith run across the court in like 1.4 seconds. Never seen that man move that fast before in my life. It was amazing. But happy birthday, Coach Novicki. Today is Tish Dixon's birthday. She's a coach and a teacher at Rochelle. Her nickname, Tish, Double Double Dixon. Why did I call her that, Jonathan Massey? I'm assuming she had a lot of double doubles. There you go. That's exactly why. She's awesome. Love her to death. Uh, Tish Double Double Dixon. And then Darren Becton. Today is his birthday. Uh, one of the great guys in our neck of the woods. Uh, referee. And uh, just a good guy. Just a totally a good guy. So happy birthday to Darren. Listen, if today's your birthday here on Hump Day, March 29th, happy birthday to Darren D uh, Becton. Tish Double Double Dixon. Paul Novicki. And if your birthday is today like those fine people, we'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. I was I didn't have time to get the segment worked up, but I was going to do this thing where if we had a couple of minutes. We do. Uh, I was gonna, it was going to be called Dueling Rodneys, where uh, Massey and I would throw Rodney Dangerfield jokes at one another and have the little banjo of dueling banjos, but I haven't had time to do it. But here's three Rodney jokes, just okay. since we were talking about Rodney Dangerfield earlier. Okay. My wife's so dumb, she got a nail in the spare tire. <laughs> do the thing. <laughs> my daughter's been picked up so many times, she's starting to grow handles. I walked in on my wife and the milkman. The first thing she says is, don't tell the butcher. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. Jokes. We'll, we'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. Are you kidding? I know I'm ugly. I asked a bartender to make me a zombie. Told me God beat him to it. That's all right. I'll tell you the whole story, all right? You know when you're ugly, all right? Are you kidding? Why? I stuck my head out the window, got arrested for mooning. For well, Halloween, my wife sends her kids out dressed like me. I mean, the last Halloween, a kid tried to pull my face off. And my kids, they flip a coin as who has to kiss me goodnight. I'm ugly, I'm telling you, my dog closes his eyes before he humps my leg. I'm telling you where it's at, okay? I'm telling you the whole story, okay now? For crying out loud, I'm telling you the whole truth here. You have to work it out, for crying out loud, are you kidding? I was an ugly kid too, I told my old man, never took me to the zoo. He said, if they want you, they'll come and get you. I'm not very ugly kid, I worked in a pet store. People kept asking how big I get. I mean, in my sandbox, a cat kept covering me up all the time, you know? For Halloween, we never had a pumpkin. It made me stand in a window. What a childhood I had. My mother never breastfed me. She told me she liked me as a friend. And my old man, he didn't like my looks either. He carried around a picture of the kid who came with a wallet. 
<laughs> Man, you cannot go wrong with Rodney Dangerfield, one of the great comedians of all time. And again, uh, to, if today's your birthday, have a great birthday. Really do appreciate uh, Jacques Passleg and Goico Office Automation for bringing us a birthday game every single day here on the Brian Hank Show. Man, what a fun show today. I'm telling you, I have had an absolute blast. Richard Clark in here. For the whole show, uh, he's now taking off, but, uh, man, just, I got to do more of this, man. I mean, we had Junius in here yesterday, had uh, the great Richard Clark in here today, and just had a blast both times. So, uh, I, I don't get it twisted. I like having him on the Spence Automotive Guest Line, but just to be able to sit across from him and us just bounce stuff off of, off each other was amazing. So, listen, thank you again to uh, Richard for uh, driving all the way from uh, Carteret County to uh, join us here today. Uh, thank you also to Gary Smith, the head uh, baseball coach of Lenore Community College, and to Scooter Rogers from uh, ECU Pirates. Uh, tomorrow we'll have Shane Albee on in our first hour. Heck, we need to get him in here uh, and do a live hit. Uh, and then I'm uh, going to try to get the head baseball coaches of uh, North Lenore and South Lenore. Uh, Jackson Massey and David Combs have a big game coming up on Friday night. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But listen, have a great hump day. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.